Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. We are back, y'all, with another podcast, Mm -hmm. and... You've been used to us having guests these last two weeks, but you got just me and Renee today. We're back. Yes. Um, what's going on with you, Renee? How are you? I am really good. Excited that it's Mother's Day weekend. Yes. Um, although I'm not a mother yet. Um, Same. Right. And uh, I am excited because I get to spend time with my mom. Mm-hmm. My mommy. <laughs> Mama Gail. Uh, Mama Gail. Lord. <laughs> She's so funny. She'd just be sending me my little text messages in the morning talking about rise and shine. Oh, wake up, wake up. So those are her little things that she does. And she loves when I cook for her. So I'll probably cook something for her. Yeah. And we'll just celebrate together and um, have some fun. Shout out to all our mothers out there that are listening. Yes, this ladies. This is your day. Yes, yes. Make sure them kids... Those spouses and partners take care of you on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so great, yes, we finally are getting some spring weather here in Chicago. Holly new. I mean, we are so overdue. You got we that have, right. We have been so overdue, y'all, and we are loving it. Patios are out, honey. Rooftops. Folks dusting off the grills. Ladies. Keep those pedicures tight. It's that time. Please and thank you. Hey, me, myself. In the wintertime, you know, I get real relaxed with it. But now, we got to stay on point. It's that tea season. Every two weeks, please. And thank you. Yes, that's when I do it. Do a toe check before you leave the house. And do a heel check as well. Because we don't need no crusty heels out there. Find you some coconut oil or almond oil. Because it's your best friend. It is. For the summer, at least. Oh, it is. So, yes, we are gearing up for the first glances of spring and, yes, eagerly anticipating the summer. Um, So, yes, Mother's Day weekend, springtime, uh, wonderful time of the year. Um, So, I will actually be traveling um, this week. Um, So, I will be out for most of the week um so hold it down for me renee while i am down under i will be going (laughs) to australia for a week so hold it down for me and shout out it's actually fall in australia yeah their seasons are different so yeah their summer is our winter um, Maybe so that's somewhere to go in the winter then. It is somewhere to go in the winter. I want to go there for New Year's Eve. Y'all, my oh. birthday is New Year's Eve. And it's summer there. And they do a big um, fireworks celebration mm-hmm. um, over the Sydney Harbor. And oh, they do like I've these boat cruises. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a couple of friends who have done it. And I'm like, maybe I'll do that for my next like milestone birthday. Like when I turn 40 or something. Because like... This will be my second time going to Australia, but I was like, I always had said I wanted to go back, and this week I'm going back for work. But, um, yeah, it's their summer during Mm -hmm. the winter, and so they're just coming out of spring. So I was looking ahead. The weather should be, like, in the 60s and 70s. It's, like, their uh, transition month in the fall right now. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, So sign me up for that milestone birthday, just FYI. Okay. Let's start planning it now. Yes. 
I definitely got a couple of years towards 40. Don't try me, y'all. But <laughs> it's never too early to start planning. Okay, well, we are excited to get into today's topic. So, not too, it was only a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. that Beyonce snatched our edges, mm-hmm. our wigs, and everything else at B. Beachella. Now, listen. Beachella. I'm a part of the Beehive, and this is widely debated. Is it B or Bay? I'm going to say Bay Chella. Her name is Beyonce, so it makes sense to say Beehive, Beyonce, Bee Chella. But I like the way Bay sounds. So I say Beehive, and I'm going to say Bay Chella. Mm-hmm. Come for me if y'all want. <laughs> that is how I say it, because that's how it look, and it sound better than Bee Chella. But anyway, I've watched the performance already like three or four times mm-hmm. but one of the things that um she did was it was a destiny's child reunion yeah so we got to see our girls kelly and michelle and not too long after the coachella performance with destiny's child it was announced that michelle williams is engaged congratulations miss michelle williams yeah so that's kind of what inspired our podcast today which is all about waiting on the one. You know, Kelly is married, Beyonce, been married, got a couple mm-hmm. of kids, and Michelle, you know, hasn't. Those are girls. Michelle is 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, if You know, as most people know, she's a devout Christian, and so she's talked openly about wanting to date God's way and waiting on the right one. Um, and so she's for a while, like talked about, like feeling like a little left out, you know, especially with her girls, like B and, um, Kelly being married, having babies. So her time is here and I am super excited for her. He's a great guy. Um, but there was an article on XO Nicole where she went into a little more detail about their relationship, their courting process. And everything related to that. And so that is what inspired us to do this episode. So her fiance is Chad Johnson, who is the chaplain for the Pittsburgh Steelers Mm. and is also a pastor of a church. And don't let the beard fool you all, but he is a Caucasian man as well. He's not biracial. Like, a lot of people are like, oh. He he does look it. Yeah. Like, he's biracial or something. Like, he came out and was like, nope, super white. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He got that swag about him. And you, his church, you know, seems to be, um, you know, a predominantly black church. So, you know, he he cool with it. But, yeah, he's white. Um, And he's 40 and she's 37. Mm-hmm. And they only dated for a year before getting engaged. So, um, you know, a lot of people know like Megan Good and Devon Franklin wrote this book called The Wait. And it was particularly about like them, you know, um, withholding from sex during their courtship and engagement and waiting until marriage. Um But it was also just about, like, healthy relationships. And Michelle speaks about, like, her journey. Um, Actually, when she met Chad, it was shortly after breaking up with a boyfriend who had cheated on her. And she wanted to take some time and, like, practice some self-care. So she went to the spiritual retreat, and that is where she met him. And they started off as just, like, friends. 
And Chad, you know, being a minister and, you know, being dating, he wasn't seeing what he was really looking for out there. So he himself was on this journey of finding a wife and they feel like, you know, God brought them together. They had this like great courtship. Um, and we'll get into kind of like some details around that, but like, yeah, that, that's kind of what this is about. So I, I, I really love this article. Um, and then thinking about like Devon Franklin and Megan Good, I read that book. Um, and I thought it was really good. It was not your typical, like just be celibate kind of book. It really like dug into, healthy relationships and identifying some of the patterns that you have and looking at your um, relationship mistakes that you've had. It was really about being like self-aware, mm -hmm. um, which was really the work that they both were doing when they met each other on top of choosing to be celibate. It was all about like, how can I be closer to being the partner that I see myself wanting to be with and meeting them by working on myself first. And Michelle doesn't explicitly talk about celibacy in this article, but she talks about waiting and that same concept of like self-care and everything um, and having faith. So that's kind of like where we want to like go with this conversation. So what do you think, Renee? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think... Um that in that article there was a really good article yeah the one thing i love that michelle did is that she really took took self-care to heart mm -hmm. it was like you know i've gone through all these bad relationships and something was obviously wrong and so i wanted to make sure that i did did, did things differently with this one is one of the things that she was basically staying stating yeah and i'm a true believer in that is that after every breakup you need to take some time for yourself and really get to know what went wrong, mm -hmm. not just on your on their part, but on your part as well, too, because it takes two to make a relationship. And then just take a little time to love yourself a little bit more. Yeah. Do some things that you want to do that you like to do that you enjoy doing and figuring out how you can make those things happen with the next person or you can add to someone's life and things of that sort. So I like the approach that she took to that. Um, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I loved in here because she talks about she started spending more time with herself. And mm -hmm. like you talked the other week about your Renee day, she said she was doing things by herself. She traveled by herself. She went to this event where she met him by herself. You know, it was like a conference. She traveled out of town for it. Um, and like you said, she took that self-care time. And like she said, she got comfortable with being alone. And that doesn't mean that you still don't want to share your life with somebody else, but you do have to get comfortable of being alone Absolutely. or whatever. Um, but one thing I like too, she's, you know, she chose after this breakup, like you said, she focused on self-care, but she also chose to not sulk and drown in negativity to cope. It's like, and that can be difficult, mm -hmm. whether it's a situationship you're coming out of right. or a long-term relationship, it's very easy I think to get like negative about it and to like sulk and to be like, I'm just going to take some time six months before I date again. And this, 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 and you just never know who is waiting around the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love what the article says. A lot of times the way to Mr. Right is straight through a Mr. Wrong. Yeah. And so keeping that in mind that dating is really, you know, something that we do anyway to just to discover if we want to go the next 
step with somebody, you almost need to like train yourself to prepare for breakups and for things not working out and understand that it's just part of the journey to your one, but also don't let that Mr. Wrong and that negative situation cause you to take yourself out the game. Exactly. Because I say you need to keep it moving and just keep taking care of yourself, but you need to keep it moving and stay open. And I think she stayed open. Um, and that's the biggest part of that. Um, and it, it's like she mixed some self-love with self-care and spirituality all together. Because it was like, I'm going to go travel, but I'm also going to pray. I'm also going to connect and learn more about myself. I'm also going to keep my options open. So when this nice looking, you know, gentleman is like, asked for her phone number. So she didn't be like, no, I'm not looking for anything right now. I'm taking care of myself. I'm dating <laughs> Jesus. And, you know, she was open, but they took it slow. Right. So you still have to be like open. And I see... I've been there before. Like, when I had a really bad breakup years ago, I was just like, don't nobody come down to me. Don't nobody do nothing. And sometimes you do need that time to really heal. But there does become a point where you have to display resiliency. Absolutely. Because unless you're going back to that person, you know, it doesn't do you any well to kind of, like, close yourself off to the possibilities of love again. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love, too is that I was watching um, some of the highlights from Saturday Night Live uh, last night. And I know y'all are like, well, where is Renee going with this? But just bear with me for a quick second. Donald Glover was hosting last night, right? Yes. Or either he was a musical guest, one of the two. both. Okay. He's both. both. Okay, because I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw um, this a couple of pieces. Yeah. So they were doing the uh, news, and Leslie Jones was on this part (laughs) where they were talking about the new Facebook app. That's ah, going to be like a dating app. And she's freaking hilarious. So she was saying that um, one of the things that she said is that in her past, she realized that she was picking all the wrong men. She's like, I'm not taking part of this Facebook app because I'm always picking the wrong men. I have to be, I have to attract what I want. And that's mm-hmm. what Michelle did. And I was like, oh my God, this is perfect for the podcast. Yes. You have to attract what you want. You have to be who you want to attract. Come on. So Michelle was doing that self-care so that she could attract the person of who she wanted in her life and she could also attract them by being that person as well. I can't have these expectations and this list of things that I want in a man if I'm not those things as well too. So either A, I'm working towards those Mm -hmm. or B, I'm already there. You know who that's a word for? Who? I'm going to do a petty sidebar right now. <laughs> Come on. Gentlemen and ladies, mm-hmm. if you listen and you know these gentlemen, all of y'all with this, I'm just out here trying to find my Michelle. Excuse me. Are you Barack? Right. Are right. you Barack? Girl, come on with the high five. If I see that one more time, especially when I see it from men who I know ain't even... Barack, they ain't even Cory Booker. They ain't even (laughs) Hill Harper. I just want to roll my eyes. I'm like, boo, you more like Offset. Like, don't be asking for no Michelle. Ask for your Cardi B. Um, But you are right. I have learned that, that, that too. You know, talk about like bringing to the table like, yeah, if you want someone financially stable, are you? Right. If you want someone spiritually grounded and goes to church, do you? 
Do you want someone that's giving and romantic? Do you find ways to be giving and romantic for, to your man? You know, um, we do. You have to display those things because I think that's what happens is that because that person possesses those same character traits, they see that in you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, she's kind. She's giving. She's, you know, stable. She, you know, is adventurous and enjoys travel. Like, she's coming to church. Those are all things that I'm about. And it, it does become attracting. And, you know, Michelle and this gentleman have a lot of the same things in common. Megan Good and Devon Franklin had a lot. They were both in the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, Devon had been celibate for like 10 years because he was like a minister. But I do think when you are taking time truly for self-care, um, you do. You start becoming who you want in a partner. You start possessing those qualities that makes you more attractive. Absolutely. And that shows from your outer being when you focus on your inner being. Yeah. So that's why self-care is so important. But you just brought up a good point where you were just saying that um, you have to really focus on who you are, but that people also wait uh, in regards to finding that right person. Mm -hmm. So some people, you know, there's different types of weight. And there's waiting when you're getting to know really, um, like a lot of religions, for example, Mm -hmm. they suggest or they require for a single woman to wait until marriage to save herself for your husband. Yes. And so there's that, that woman that will wait for her Boaz. And so, yes, right. Let's go there. Let's go there. But what people fail to realize is that there's... When when Ruth waited for Boaz, she didn't quote unquote mm. wait for him. Tell she it. made herself. She wasn't waiting for God to supernaturally deliver him and right. say, "Okay, here you go, Ruth. Here you go, Boaz, what. right here." She, no, she made herself available. You know what she did? I've been saying this for years. She positioned herself. Right. She made herself available to him. She positioned herself. Absolutely. I remember years ago. At, one of my good friends is a minister's wife, and we were having this discussion, and it was some, like, guy, and I can't remember if it was, like, at work or, like, where, and she was like, girl, you need it, and I was like, I said, ain't the Bible say he who finds a wife, why you want me to come? She was like, girl, listen. She was like, I didn't say pursue him. I didn't say chase him. Right. But ain't nothing wrong with a little positioning. Right. You And I have learned that over the years, and I think you are right, sometimes... Um, people that are deeply religious and who hold on Mm -hmm. to that scripture, he who finds a wife and hold on to that story of Ruth and Boaz totally miss the part of Naomi setting them up and Naomi telling her to position herself and Mm -hmm. Ruth coming down that night and waiting on him and being there and to me it's equivalent to like if you see a guy and you walking up to him speaking first but just to be relevant Let's talk about this article because in this very article, they talk about that Mm -hmm. because what happens was I think chat, like they exchange information and they were kind of like friendly, um, friendly conversations, like a text every now and then. Well, at one point he like was like, well, I want us to connect sometime. 
she was yeah. like, connect, question mark, question mark, question mark, right. question mark. And then he got scared because he thought that it was like her blowing him off and he like didn't say anything else. So he said it had been a while. And then he said she slid into his DMs. Like he posted mm-hmm. something with his nephews and she slid into his DMs and made a comment about how nice he looked or something. And so he was like, okay, boom. Because sometimes men just want the green light. Yes. And to me, that's what it is. It's not chasing, but to me, like, the way you can look at that roof story and positioning is that it's okay to, you got to talk to the man. You have to let them know you are a little interested. And I think when she is not a a mind reader, men deal with so much rejection, it is not even funny. And ultimately, yes, does the man continue to court you and pursue? Yes. And it is obvious in Michelle and Chad's case, that's what happened. But he said it was really that slide into the DM and her making that comment about him being handsome or whatever that made him feel confident enough to move forward and to be like, okay, this is what I meant by connect. You know, and they started dating from there. Um, So you're right. I mean, yes, I think you can still do that kind of wait where you're waiting for marriage um, to engage in like sex and all that. But I think there's nothing wrong with when you are getting to know that person, you maybe positioning yourself to get to know them or letting them know you're interested. That doesn't mean you got to jump in and go all the way. Absolutely. And I also like the fact that while they were getting to know one another, they rarely saw each other for the first couple of yes. months, or like the first three months. Like it's kind of not necessarily the three month rule, but they did something different. So that's yes. what she said is I wanted to do something different than what I did with all of my other relationships. Because obviously those relationships failed mm-hmm. and that's okay. Um, so the other thing that I liked is that she said that's okay, which meant she forgave herself. She didn't blame herself yeah. for those relationships not working. I think as women, sometimes we blame ourselves a lot and we take all the, um, of something not working on ourselves when it takes two people for something not to work. Um, so kudos to her for that, but also saying I need to do it differently and take it from another standpoint. I remember when I dated someone, um, I met them over the phone. Before, this is before internet dating. Mm-hmm. I met them through a friend over the phone. Party line. My best friend. My mm-hmm. best friend, she knew this guy, and she was like totally vouched for him. She was good for always setting me up with somebody who I never met. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> she... Not not that I never met him, because I did. We uh, talked on the phone one night, and then we talked virtually every day mm-hmm. for three months until we met in person, because we lived in separate states. Um, and then we met in person. When I tell you that chemistry and the, the, the conversation and just the friendship and all of those things that we had developed over those couple of months without... It was amazing. Yeah. It was probably one of the better connections or best connection that I've had with a guy. And that was at a young age, which is really funny to me about it. Um, And it really blossomed into something beautiful. Unfortunately, it didn't work in the long run. Um, but those are for other reasons. It had nothing to do with, with the two of us. Um, But it did, it just ended up not working, but it was a good, I liked the way that it started. And that's what I was going to say is they talked about the friendship first piece. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize until we started talking about this, uh, the other Destiny's Child member, Latoya Luckett, mm-hmm. she has a similar story. Her and her fiance did not even see each other. He didn't even know she was the Latoya Luckett. 
because someone um, introduced them and they met over the phone and she asked that person not to say, not to reveal her celebrity. Mm -hmm. And so he knew her name. They talked on the phone, but they didn't exchange any pictures. And it was like the same similar story, like months. And she just like got to know him and got to know his heart, she said. And they would like pray together. So then when they finally met, it was like, oh, she said she didn't oh, even God. know what he looked like. She had to trust um, on and that side too. So she wasn't like, don't let him know who I am. But then I, I don't want to see him. She like kept it fair uh -huh. um, because they both trusted this individual that linked them up. They like that both trusted this person and they were like, you all need to meet or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, so she did the same thing. And then like once they finally saw each other in person, to your point, that chemistry was there and everything was there. And in this article, Michelle and Chad, they had been FaceTiming and doing all that. And then their first like true, true, real date was like in the Dominican Republic for like a wedding or something. Mm -hmm. And that's when he was like, I'm done looking like you're it. Like I want to move forward. And that's where they, like, they had their first kiss. But like she said that, that all of that getting to know each other and everything, like once they finally did connect again in person, like all that chemistry and everything was there. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you think about the 90, and it goes back to kind of like the 90 day rule. Yeah. It gives you a chance to see the person for who they are. It really gives you a chance to know what they're about, um, what their beliefs are, what they, how they are spiritually, how they treat you, as well as how, how they, they treat are other people, friends. how they treat I their friends and their it's family. It's so important to see yeah. a guy interacting with their friends, interacting with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to go back to what you said. Like she said, she did things differently. Um, and one thing that she did, she says, I didn't even tell any people I was talking to Chad. I wanted to treat this relationship differently because obviously all my past relationships failed. I didn't want to talk about another relationship that possibly wasn't going to go anywhere. So she did mm -hmm. not post him on social media. When they finally did like their big reveal on social media, that was when it was like already like talking about marriage mode. And she said too, she waited to uh, introduce him to her sisters, Beyonce and Kelly. Um, family, everybody. She said no one knew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that is so good, especially when it comes to social media, um, because you do want to make sure that person is going to stick around. And then once fully vetted, you can bring them around the special people in your life to get that final approval. But I think it helps to allow you and that person to have your own connection mm -hmm. and to really be free from anybody else's thoughts and allow you to really see, do you connect with them? But I think sometimes even the talking about it, like if you don't know that they're going to stick around, you don't want that person three weeks from now. So what's up with you and Roy? I don't and think I've like, ever oh, brought Roy. anybody around. Like, I'm like thinking about it, like for what? I've never it's been a while. It's been a while. I have to really, 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 one, I don't even tell my mother about anybody until I know that it's mm -hmm. going to be something that, like that is serious. Sisters. Yeah. Um, like she'll be like, Oh, so who you date? Nobody or oh I got a friend and I just kinda leave it blank. I'll tell my dad about it before I tell my mom about it. Mm -hmm. And then um I don't even it's really talking to him. I talk about him to my I talk up to my friends about him because you guys will hear me yeah. talk about guys, but it's rare that you'll meet somebody. And it would have to be by accident. It would yeah. never be on purpose unless I knew for sure. So like the guy that I dated last year, um I met I know, him on my I birthday. Didn't know. 
like the smoking situation, I remember being like, who? who I was, was like, that? girl, don't even what? worry about it. Cause I, yeah, you had never told me about <laughs> that one. And I was like, where I Cause I knew <laughs> it wasn't worth mentioning. But it's funny because it makes me think of, um, I was watching Dear White People and uh-huh. uh, one of the episodes, Joel is talking to this guy. And so Spoiler alert. Well, no, I'm not gonna give out too much detail. And you should have binge watched it by now, y'all. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, Samantha's like, oh, what's his name? And she says the first name. She's like, oh, last name. And she literally pulls out her phone because she's looking him up on social media. She said, like, oh, last name, mind ya. Mind, mind your business. And that's what she said. She says, I don't want to bring anybody else around, you know, that's maybe not going to, like, work out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you watch the show, they're like this group, you know, the BSU, the Black Student Union. So he, he was black, but he wasn't part of their clique. And so she was, like, waiting to bring him around. But that's another reason, too. Your friends will instantly want to be like, oh, let me find him on social media. And then they would be like, oh, a girl, oh, what's this going on here? You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't want those critiques or whatever. Um, and she, and this was a situation where it ended up being like, ooh, mm-mm. You know, <laughs> so that's sometimes funny. you're glad that you don't. For real. When you do feel like, okay, y'all, this is really it, you do want that time when you finally introduce your friends, I think it's important to have that confidence in your relationship and who you all are. Mm-hmm. And that does only happen when you keep them out from the beginning. Um, but we want to wrap up. And one of the last points we wanted to make about this whole wait is that you got to continue to have hope. Because mm-hmm. a wait is a wait. And it can take a long time. He's 40. She's 37. Um, and so a lot of us are like, I'm tired. <laughs> I remember like one of my favorite episodes of Sex in the City is like Charlotte where she's like broken up again. I think that time was like Harry when they first like broke up and she was like, I've been dating for the last 15 years. I'm exhausted. Where is he? <laughs> and I just remember, and you know, that is so relatable because it's like, oh God. And especially if you are trying to do it where you're trying to wait and, like, mm-hmm. let somebody court you. You're trying to, like, be celibate. You know, you just want to, like, date the right guys. It can be hard. But one thing, this was my absolute favorite thing about their story. And it was really on Chad. He had been saving for the ring that he bought Michelle for 11 years. So before he even know, know, knew her... The article says, for 11 years, the pro sports chaplain saved up for the engagement ring. After his 30th birthday, he made a commitment to establish a ring account. And for every month throughout those 11 years, he put $150 away, determined to say for the moment that he made things official with the woman who would be the love of his life. And he said, every month I'd put that money into that account and I would say, my wife is coming. This is for my wife. Yes, Chad. Yes. Can you imagine the feeling that he had that day where he finally got to get down on his knee and propose? And if I was Michelle to know that, like, you didn't know it was going to be me, but to know that you had taken that kind of step of faith. And from a man, too. You hear women, Mm -hmm. I already got my dress picked out on Pinterest. I already, you know, like, got all this. But, like, that's faith. 
Because that's $150 a month you could be doing a lot of things with. Right. And I did the math, y'all. She sure did. $19,500. That is what he had. And I'm sure he had a little extra change to throw in. Mm -hmm. So that's $20,000. But again, he's 40. That was when he was 30. 11 years. And he talked about going out on dates and really feeling like, gosh, I'm this great guy. I love the Lord. I don't have no drama. I'm nice looking. You know, and she was feeling those same ways. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm being cheated on. I'm being, and that can be difficult. But the thing is, you can't give up hope. I have done something similar. Um, not for a ring, obviously, but uh, something similar as well as putting like something fake in the action that I know one day I'm going to give to like my husband and child. And I got the idea from a Joel Osteen sermon years ago. He preached this sermon and he talked about having a cornerstone and he was telling the story of how he advised a woman at the church who was single mm-hmm. and in the wait and really getting like frustrated. Where is my Boaz? You know? And he told her to buy a picture frame with the, married couple in it you know you go to target Mm -hmm. and it's got those little fake people in there well they real people but you know and he was like find one with a married couple in there like wedding dress groom or there and then sit it on your um mantle put it somewhere where you can see it and tell yourself one day i'm gonna put my wedding picture in there Mm -hmm. and that really inspired me um to do something similar, I didn't do the wedding frame. I don't, it's very personal to me, so I don't really want to like share, but this, that same thing. So I have something like that, that I know on the day I get married, like this, it's going to feel like so great to know that I have kept this thing and that I have like had faith that one day, you know, this is something that will be given to my husband or whatever. And then that story that Joel says, you know, she did eventually and she put that picture. So I'm sure every time that she looks at that picture, she thinks about those years and the weight and the faith. I'm sure every time he looks down at that ring he got Michelle, he thinks about those years where he was like waiting. Um and I, I just love that. I think it's so important along here to continue to not lose hope and love and to have faith because the trials and the tribulations of the relationships that you have Mm -hmm. is going to become your testimony and your testimony is what's going to get you through everything and help someone else out michelle's testimony is is very moving um and And it gives me hope for love yeah it gives me and her the exact same age Mm -hmm. you know and i have i have went through similar situations I have felt the same way being a Christian woman and like wanting to find a godly man. It inspired me, you know, um, on, on my journey. Every time I hear a story like that. And what I love too is it don't take long. As I heard somebody say, when you're grown, it don't take long. They dated, it doesn't. They dated a year. So, you know, you don't have to settle for this situation ships. You don't have to settle for five years. He's not ready to commit. That's okay. Move on, <laughs> you know. Um, but it does, it, it is inspiring for those of us who have, are dating, but have not gotten married yet, um, to hear that kind of like story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, y'all. Well, we want to hear your thoughts. Are you currently waiting? Are you married and you can relate to this wait? Um, do you feel like, you know, like, um... I don't want to like wait. I'm all about Mr. Right Now. 
instead of trying to wait around on a quote-unquote Mr. Right. Um, or are you waiting for Boaz to magically appear in your backyard? Ladies, ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. You gotta find that meme, Renee. It's like a meme, and it's like a skeleton sitting on the bench, and it says something like, <laughs> me waiting on the Lord to bring my man to the doorstep or something. It's like, you make me dead. Right. <laughs> Before that happens. So, ladies, be encouraged on the wait. Um, we all have to, like, you know, go through it. Um, and so, that is what, you're right, This her testimony um, and that article is really what inspired us to kind of like go off this topic. And I think it's just a beautiful display of like waiting, um, loving on yourself, um, having faith, and knowing that you truly, truly deserve um, your happily ever after. Thanks, Michelle. Hi, girl. And kudos, Chad. Congratulations, y'all. Just don't forget my invite in the mail because I know B is going to be there and I know she's going to sing Halo. So. <laughs> You need an intern or something, I'm there. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.